to Nintendo Nostalgia episode 184. I'm your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by Joshua Taylor, and we are back and we are playing with power. Josh, you doing great this week? I'm doing just fine so far. Good, good to hear. So, uh, this week, um, not a lot has happened, but uh, there's something that's very, very, very special that happened uh, to Josh, and that is uh, his favorite company, Ubisoft, had their, uh, their direct, their, their presentation, their... Hmm. What's the word they used? <laughs> the Ubisoft forward, as okay. they call it. <laughs> so, um, let's get into what we are Radical Rexing about. And now, I would be guessing that you're Radical Rexing about this Ubisoft presentation. I, I know that you got to see some more Valhalla. I know you're pretty excited about that. So, so lay, lay it on us. Yeah, so that's part of it. Um, to make a long story short again, of course, I'm um, getting more and more into, um, how, do I, how do I put it? I guess games from, from Ubisoft. Um, I, I have someone over the years anyway. But yeah, uh, for the forward, there, unfortunately, there was nothing. I was supposed to be doing some of the news for Nintendo Village, and there was like nothing uh, Nintendo Switch news related, so to speak. <laughs> There's a couple little updates to Just Dance and uh, Trials which is a really cool game, but that was really it. But I guess the three big ones was, I won't talk about it too long since none of them were on Nintendo systems, but was uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is my most wanted game right now. It comes out in November. Um, and Watch Dogs Legions, and I guess Far Cry 6 would probably be the, the other one in that mix there. But... Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for a lot of those. Um, I've never really played Far Cry before, so I don't know how that's going to go, but um, we'll get there. That's next year anyway. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. uh, obviously. I, I recently, mostly had beat the Rebel Collection on Switch that consists of Black Flag, which is awesome, probably my favorite of that series, and uh, Rogue. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking into Unity next since it's on sale on the Xbox, so... Long story short, I'm getting more and more into that. and um, Yeah, I liked a lot of what I saw there. Um, their presentation was, was really nice. It was nice to see something like that with the lack of E3 this year and the mostly lack of Nintendo Directs in a while, or at least not much substance to what they have put out. Um, you know, we had that Treehouse Live thing, uh, whenever that was, last week, and I kind of like the concept of it. Um, like, you know, like the treehouse doing something every once in a while instead of it just being an E3 thing. So I guess that's cool, yeah. but I, I don't know. I feel like they were kind of spoiling more of the game than what they really needed. Like, they've already showed us a lot of stuff. So it felt a little bit unnecessary for Paper Mario. Um, but yeah. also, maybe just, I, I don't want to stick on this too long, but <laughs> the surprise reveal at the end... I think they shouldn't have tweeted what they did because I think it gave unrealistic uh, expectations for everybody. I know you shouldn't do that anyway, but it did really, I don't know. I think everybody was just really expecting something big. And then it was that, uh, I, I think it's Bakugan or something. Um, Bakugan, yeah. Yeah, and, and I just feel like everybody was like, oh man, it's going to be this or that. And uh they did come back and say it was going to be a third-party property, but still, that left open a lot of cool stuff, and that was just 
I don't yeah. feel like they thought that through very well. Um, yeah, just my little opinion on that. To move away from of all of that stuff for a second. Um, yeah, I, this week, um, I've been getting back into doing my DoorDash stuff a little more. I'm trying to build up, you know, a, a little bit of cash to possibly get like a good PC or something to, to really be able to be productive in things like this, um, in writing, uh, and just in future endeavors. Um, I don't know what all that consists of yet, but I feel like that would really do us a lot of good. So been super busy with that. Um, I also have my daughter's birthday party coming up soon, but she, we let her choose the theme and she chose Christmas. <laughs> so it's Christmas in July. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, Mm -hmm. It's, of course, interesting with the whole, whole COVID thing still going up and down and, and everything. In West Virginia, they just um, mm -hmm. they just moved it back down to where you're not supposed to have more than like 25 people in the same place. It is an outside party, so we're, we're scrambling trying to figure out details of how this is all going to work out because we have a lot of family. Yeah. But, you know, I think we could all use a little bit of Christmas cheer right now, so I definitely understand that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I do share some of your sentiments about the uh, treehouse being cool, but at the same time, getting spoilers is not cool. Um, I did not watch it because I didn't want to spoil anything from Paper Mario. I want to be completely surprised. Um, I just hope to catch what the extra stuff that they showed later, you know, the Bakugan thing, which I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't sit and watch it anyway. I was working during that time, and I just I, I didn't really feel compelled to go back and watch it. Um, I... I don't tend to watch, you know, the treehouse unless they, they say, oh, there's a big game getting ready to show, and then I'll look I'll look at it. But I just don't want to get things spoiled for me, and then I won't enjoy them as much, honestly. It kind of ruins the experience in the moment. I don't get my emotional feels from things when I already know what's, what's happening. And, you know, I kind of felt that, like, when I played Metroid Prime, was it Metroid Prime 3? Um, you know, I, when I first played a Nintendo Fusion Tour, I got to take down Ridley, and so, like, when I actually got to play Metroid Prime 3 and do that scene, like, it was already, like, already done. Like, I'd already done it, and so it didn't have that amazing feel to it anymore. And I wish I would have seen it in context with the whole package when I was experiencing it as it was intended to be experienced. Um, so that's kind of my, my takeaway from that. Um, now, what am I Radical Rexing about? Um, definitely uh, enjoyed me some of that that crazy, crazy... Uh, direct stuff that they did over there at um devolver digital yeah devolver digital um that was an interesting uh presentation as it always is every year very gory um and very like what the heck is going on like it's set inside someone's like psyche they're like going direct straight from someone's inside someone's mind and it's definitely it messes with your head. <laughs> Some crazy things go on and they've they've always put really like out there wacky videos, but also I kind of enjoy the storyline for for all of them despite all of their over the top grossness or like kind of shock value. Um they say some things that that are really like analytical of the current state of the industry. Um you know, they they brought on like my uncle from Nintendo. <laughs> Um, and he, he was talking about all these sweet things he heard about, you know, and it was kind of cool to hear that something about Kirby being like 
going through a divorce or something. I don't know, something stupid like that. But, you know, it was just quite an experience. And then they announced that they made a a game that was essentially you can play this. It was free to download and you can actually go through a abandoned convention center like E3 and visit the different booths that Devolver Digital had for their different games that they presented. And you could like pick up some of the, like the items in those games and things and kind of walk around, pick up weapons and, and just kind of explore these giant booths created in this digital world. And it is so meta. I loved it. (laughs) Every bit of it. (laughs) They do such like, they they blow your mind really. Um, I may not like their games 100%, but they've got one coming up. It's actually going to be on switch. Um, Basically you're, you're the Stranger Things monster from the last season of Stranger Things. Um, and you're, you're, you know, taking out all the bad guys. You can mind control some guys to take out other guys. And, like, you know, it's, I guess they're good guys or whatever. But it, it's really cool. Like, you storm through these facilities and grow larger. Kind of uh, like a 2D Katamari Damacy. Or Katamari Damacy, or, or how do you say it? Yeah. It's very much like a Katamari Damacy uh, vibe. Um, but more kind of 2ds gore the pixel work looked really good um i was pretty impressed by that their stuff their content is an acquired taste the very in your face kind of shock value is really what they go for um but i enjoy their directs and their their presentations um it's definitely a breath of fresh air uh one of the big things that they said that they're not even going to be releasing games you know nobody wants the games they just want the hype from the announcement so they're just going to announce all these games that don't even exist and they just got really ridiculous it was amazing to see all of that gosh i can't say i can't say that it's it's for all audiences it is definitely is not like you have people exploding and fake blood throwing you know, all over the place and i'm sure there was some vomiting somewhere in there and just gross stuff you know <laughs> but the the banter is just it's it's great. <laughs> uh and if you can follow it kudos to you. Yeah. Um yeah, this is definitely a slow Nintendo week, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I know we just set up for like a good M-rated episode. It's not, but you know, like I was talking about, you know, a Viking video game coming out and, you know, Watch Dogs and whatnot. Now you're talking about that. So, we should have done like Perfect Dark or something, but that is not what today is about. But, well, I don't know about the you know. gory side of things, but this game that we've got to cover <laughs> today is definitely gross. And it's unspecial. This week, we are covering WarioWare Mega Micro Games for Game Boy Advance. This game rolls on out of nowhere on the Game Boy Advance in 2003. Um, came out May 26th in the U.S. Um, looks like EU came out May 23rd, so they got it first. Uh, well, Japan got it even sooner than that. It's weird because it's like just a couple days within each other. It's, it's they, they staggered this game. And I remember hearing about it, and you didn't really have a virtual console so, but you could play these mini micro games, bite-sized versions of Zelda and Mario, and 
I was like, you know what? I'm sold. I'm definitely going to play this game. It looks so like random and wacky. Let's do it. Let's I'm all in. So I purchased this game and I loved it. Every bit of it. I, I can't tell you why. Um, it's always stuck with me. Like I'll never ever place a Wario game on a tiered Nintendo chart ever, but I'll never put down a Wario game because right. I, like I always pick it up and play it. It's just so much fun. <laughs> um, bite size micro games you play and they get progressively harder and faster and they, they test your reflexes and help you get better as a gamer. Um, I just love that. Um, Josh, what is your uh, first experience of the game? Yeah, so the, the first one here, I, I vaguely remember. I know I got at least near release. Um, and, I mean, there really was nothing to compare it to. I feel like at the time when I heard, heard many games, I would think of something like Mario Party. But this is definitely not Mario uh-huh. Party. <laughs> Mm-mm. The games are shorter than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just about the minigames. Um, I mean, the style itself is kind of weird in its own way anyway. Wario is basically the only returning character from anything else. Um, everybody else is unique, and he even has, like, his own different outfit for this and everything. So it, it definitely had its had its own unique feel. It didn't feel like a Mario spinoff, so to speak. I mean, I feel kind of bad for those people that expected, like, a Wario Land game. Um, but this is kind of the direction they decided to take him in. Um, very, very innovative. I, I love that they, they went out on a limb here and made these types of games. Um, and the cast is, is definitely quirky and colorful, and they put a lot of personality behind them. They did, and, like, uh, Ashley, for one, like, she has her own theme song. Um, and then you've got, like, uh, non-volt that's got all the Nintendo themed games, uh, which were always my favorite. Um, I might even talk more about those later, but, and then uh, I'm trying to remember the dog and the cat's name, but like their taxi driver, oh, their taxi driver, this one? Spitz, Spitz, I think. Yeah, Spitz and, and something. Dribble. Dribble. Jimmy okay. and things like that. Yeah. So there was a cool mix of characters. There's Mona, um, Kit and Cat, the ninja kindergartners i think they are preschoolers i can't remember they, they've grown up over the t- over time so yeah. um ashley hasn't actually appeared in mega micro games yet she was in the second installment or maybe it was the third installment oh i'm wrong Ooh, i don't remember i don't remember if tilted had her in it or if it was introduced if she was introduced in the ds game touched which was you're right you're i can't right. wait to do an episode on that one because that's gonna be fun but uh you know dr Krygor and then orbilon the uh, space dude um, was your cast of characters. And uh, there's some other characters that um, appeared in mini games. Um, there was the, uh, the fly swatter. You could, you could play that old fly swatter game, which I think was actually pulled from, was it a Mario paint mini game or something? Oh yeah. That's where I knew it from. I think it was. Yeah. Mario. Cause I didn't actually play Mario paint. So I, I never knew about the, uh, the fly swatter thing. That was my first experience. It was experiencing it in WarioWare. And then uh, Bird and Beans, uh, also known as Puro. Uh, I, it was, it's a fun kind of like Yoshi-like character. It's got the long tongue and it eats like what I, what I called seeds. And uh, it, it was cool. Uh, definitely arcade feel, feeling game. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a paper airplane chase. I don't remember much about that. I'm just trying to, I know there's been some mini games or micro games that they put in later Wario games that references the paper airplane stuff. 
Uh, it was like a see how long you can survive, like going down this big drop. Like, turn yes, real quick before you hit the wall. Okay. It's kind of hard to explain without actually showing a picture of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like this, the WarioWare packaging, like you play through the games and you basically do the whole thing. The whole game is unlocked. You play a little bit, you unlock more, you play a little bit, you unlock more. Then there's like hidden Easter eggs galore that you can unlock and a bunch of different mini games. Some things that are just like, what the heck is this? And why is this in the game? Like in later series, you know, there's like Meowtroid and, um, and, uh, there's, um, oh, what is that? They put like broken things in in later games, like the DS game, where you got like a calculator, but it was missing some buttons or something, or it couldn't add up to a certain point, and like things that didn't quite work, like a piano that didn't have all the keys, and like strange decisions. They put, give you like weird tools and things like that. But in this game, it really did focus on just the micro games, and they had a few Easter egg bigger games that probably counted more for as a mini game than a micro game. Um, but these are all bite size, really fast, really snappy. Do this. It, it's a reflex thing. Um, it's a concentration thing. It really helps you get better at video games and your lightning reflexes as, as things speed up, you got to move really fast and do the task again. But sometimes they'll throw in an obstacle where you had to dodge an extra enemy or you have to stop for a second. And it'll try to fake you out and you have to try to guess what's going to happen. You know, it definitely keeps you on your toes. Um, this game has seen several releases in different places. Like they've broken out a lot of the mini games in different places. Um, I believe it popped up on DSiWare. A couple of a uh, couple of the mini games popped out from there. Um, this was actually ported a year later to the GameCube as Mega Party Games. Um, it was focused more on multiplayer, which was really cool. Um, I definitely picked that one up, and we played it not as much as the Game Boy version, but um, we did enjoy quite a bit of WarioWare on the GameCube. Uh, did you pick up that one, the GameCube version? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely did. I, I feel like I might have put more time into the GameCube version uh, at the time anyway. I remember put, picking it up and just eating it up there for probably a few weeks at least. Um, now, over time, I always end up going back to the Game Boy Advance version of it. But, yeah, I definitely picked it mm-hmm. up. And I, I remember in the, I guess just while we're talking about the GameCube one, there was some fun little multiplayer modes. Um, I wish they would just kind of port that version to the Switch or something. I think that would be great. Um, and I remember like some odd little unlockables in that one. Like there was a there was a music video of someone like writing a letter, I think in Japanese. And I think the song was even like in Japanese or something. So I didn't understand like any of it, but it was kind of pretty. And it was just like an odd, non-related thing to unlock in that game. But that, that was kind of... Mm-hmm. Kind of the nature of just this whole series is sometimes you unlock things or see little weird hidden gems that just are completely off the wall. <laughs> um, and I guess that's part of the charm to it. Yeah, there's an off the wall story like littered throughout the game as well. And eventually all of these cast of characters all come together to help Wario out and create this this video game. Basically, he cons his friends into making money for him uh, by making games uh and like he, he tries to do it himself sitting on his computer, you know, he boots it up old style computer. And then he's like, starts to fall asleep. He's like, I know I'll call up my friends and dupe them into helping me out. And so that's how you meet this cast of characters. And they're all called to his house, I guess. 
I don't know, just different locales that they meet um, in the different games. But so this this package had a whopping two hundred and thirteen micro games. Wow, <laughs> a lot of bang for your buck, honestly. It had cutscenes yeah. in between each each item, like in each scenario at the start cutscene and cutscene, and even then the mini games were presented within the cutscene. Mm-hmm. You know, scenario, um, whether it's through a window on nine volt playing on a Game Boy, like you're playing on the Game Boy screen, or you know, like um, what is it? I want to say you have Jimmy's like dance. What was Jimmy's? He's all about like disco and has that fro going on and everything. Um, he was on a self a flip phone at one point in time. I don't know if this was this game or not. Um, that's the one thing one thing about the Mega Man or Mega Man <laughs> the Mega Micro games uh, is they kind of blend together in a lot of ways so yeah there's the reason that the series has taken other paths um, most recently I think the last game the last Wario game that came out other than Gold which was kind of a collection of all the best games was uh, Game and Wario which was less uh, micro games and more like mini game style things and it did focus on using the gamepad and on yeah. the Wii U and, and what have you. Um, I don't know. And the best thing on it was like a canary clone. <laughs> we absolutely love Franks. Like, launching Franks, like, we, we, yeah, I spent yeah. hours with my in-laws playing that game. It was, it was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the studio... Oh, we- I'm sorry. I was just going to say, with with the original, um, looking back at it now, like you said, some of it does kind of blur together. I, th- I think I've played every game in this series, or at least close to it. And a lot of them, they do take from, like, this original title. Um, so I guess it does take a little bit of really looking back at what was there. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like a whole lot, like, of... Um, I was going to say replayability, but a whole lot of variety... But it's one of those things that's just, like, super addicting. I guess if you if you didn't get it, you just mm-hmm. don't get it. You know what I mean? But if you get it, you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. sucked in. Um, one of my favorites I kind of wanted to point out was with, with Nonvolt um, and where his, like, everybody had their own different themes. Um, I think one was everything was kind of themed around food. Like, you might be catching a, a drink that's scooting across the bar or you might be eating a hot dog by pressing the A button <laughs> within, like, three seconds or something. Um, yeah, like simple tasks like that, because that's what a lot of these things were. But then Nonvolts were themed after um, pretty much entirely like old Nintendo mm-hmm. um, game recipes in some form. So some of those, like one was uh, Ice Climber. I'm trying to remember exactly what you did in that one. But I know Metroid was one. Like you had to, I think you just hit B or A or something a couple times to shoot like Mother mm-hmm. Brain. Um, and you do that real fast. It would pop up and say hit A, and then you'd have to, you, you kind of have to use your own. Um, reasoning, I guess. It's almost like mm-hmm. a puzzle. Like, it'll tell you a button most of the time, but you still have to think, okay, wait, I have to shoot this thing, so i got to hit this really fast. Something like that. Um, but along with that, like, they had, one other one was F-Zero, and you had to, if I remember correctly, you basically just had to control your um, machine for a few seconds until, you know, the time was up on it, which is usually, like, you know, Try not to crash against the walls. Yeah, yeah. You'd have like three seconds to not blow up. (laughs) Opponents. 
Um, <laughs> and then Donkey Kong, the arcade was one of them. You had to jump over the barrels. Uh, but there was also some cool stuff in there, like some more um, deeper dives, I guess, like uh, Ultra Hand. Um, that old thing had a, had a mini game mixed into there. Uh, Mario mm-hmm. Clash, mm-hmm. which was an old, um, I almost said VR game. <laughs> um, virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. There you go. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It was an old Virtual Boy game. It had a, a mini game in there. Um, Sheriff. So, the, you know, there was some, some deep cuts in there as well. I thought well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Probably the first time I saw some of those things, and I, it didn't quite click with me back in 2003. <laughs> You know, the game has its, like, gross factor in that Wario is kind of gross. Like, he's 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 an anti-Mario in a way. He's, like, he's not afraid to pick his nose. I think it starts out, like, the beginning cutscene is him, like, lounging on a, a an easy boy or lazy boy, just, like, you know, fingers stuck up his nose, you know. And uh, there's a minigame where you actually have to time the finger... <laughs> Uh, hit the the hand to ha- launch it to land in the nose hole, basically. And you, you know, sometimes it'd be like one finger, and as it gets harder, like it could be two fingers. You try to get the two lined up to go into the, both nostrils, and you know, gross stuff like that. And then, uh, like he eats garlic and transforms. Like he's gross. <laughs> um, Part of what was crazy, so weird. I guess was like you know, you would be trying to pick your nose for. You know, you'd have two or three seconds to figure that out, but then it would blip over to the next mini game, and you'd be, you know, avoiding barrels or eating whatever it may be, or trying to stay out of a searchlight or something like that. So you really had to shift gears on what you were doing very quickly. It was all <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I was reading up on the uh, development here. I, I did pull it from the wiki page, but I'll go ahead and kind of read you a little bit of it. Um, it started out as a, kind of a Mario Paint successor, mm-hmm. uh, Mario Artist Polygon Studio. Uh, so that's interesting. They kept the uh, fly swatter in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was initially going to be on the 64DD. Mm-hmm. Uh, that obviously didn't come to be. Uh, basically, you were, it was given the option to make three-dimensional models and animate things. Um, it kind of devolved from there, <laughs> to say the least. Um the game was put together by post-it notes um, to come up with microgame ideas. Basically, they'd work on other things, and whenever someone had an idea for a microgame, they'd write it on a post-it note and just kind of, you know, put it on the director's table. And uh, after a while, like, people in uh, R&D 1, Nintendo R&D 1, um, started, everybody seemed to know about the microgame thing, mm-hmm. and everybody had their own, like, ideas that they, they submitted. And, you know, 213 post-it notes later you've got this this package of a game that is so what were they thinking but it was it was the whole team thinking of different random things to do that are micro games that are just silly pointless tasks but fun you know (laughs) Uh, nintendo didn't even know about the game it was a secret project um they presented the game to the manager um the manager said it was okay you know (laughs) Um, according to Yoshio Sakamoto, Wario was chosen as the game's protagonist as he is always doing stupid things and is really idiotic. Yeah, that, that, that fits Wario for sure. (laughs) Uh, at least how they've portrayed him going forward. He has harebrained get rich, 
quick schemes. Like he's all about the money. So that's how they kind of launched this whole idea was he's going to get rich off of video games. I was going to say, I guess it was kind of meta in its own way at the time. <laughs> um, it did receive a GameSpot. Uh, it was awarded the Editor's Choice Award and was nominated for its best and worst of 2003 in the most innovative game category. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's a great thing, but it's also kind of a bad thing. <laughs> it's kind of awful in its own respects. Um, I got to say, though, um, I am not the uh, the family member to go to for the most hours played in Wario, WarioWare. Um, that would go to my sister. Um she would steal my Game Boy, and she took over my Game Boy Advance and would play WarioWare. And eventually, you know, I was like, I, I got the one for GameCube, so I'm like, you know what? You can have this one. So I gave it to my sister, and I got her, I think it was a red... I got her a red DS. It was the Mario Kart one. I got her Mario Kart, and then I made sure that she had her own Mega <laughs> Micro Games as well for Wario. And she just loved that. She played it all the time, like... She's obsessed. And that was the thing we really bonded over. Like, we, we, we fight like cats and dogs all the time. Um, we we kind of get each other, but we're, we get on each other's nerves if we're in the same area for, you know, longer than a few hours. So, but this is one thing that brought us together. And we, we played WarioWare together. And it was, it was gross and fun. And, and we just, we love it. I actually, um, I, I have not actually played WarioWare Gold, um, but I did buy my sister... Um, I got her, I think it was a, the, one of the wedge doorstop, uh, two DSs. Uh, she's got young kids now and, uh, I, I got her a copy of warrior wear gold so she can continue playing that, that and Luigi's mansion. So she could, you know, play her nostalgia. And, uh, that was really cool. Um, and I did want to shout out real quick. Uh, I know I didn't say it in what I'm like radical rexing about, but, uh, congratulations to my sister. Uh, she just had a baby boy. And uh, his name is Charlie, and I have not yet got to meet him because of COVID. It'll probably be a while before I'll get to see him, unfortunately. But uh, congratulations to my sister, and I hope that uh, in the times that you're sitting there doing not a whole lot, um, well, nursing and what have you, I hope you're able to uh, play some micro games. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So Gold actually came out... Um, that was a little bit into the Switch's lifespan even, wasn't it? I think that's... Yeah. I actually don't have that one. Um, and I think that's why I ended up not getting it, is at that point when the Switch came out, I, I think I bought I bought uh, Samus Returns mm -hmm. or, or yeah. whatever it is. And I love that. But I just... I was kind of done with the 3DS at that point. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I was hyped about the new thing, so I ended up not getting that version of it. Um, so I can't really speak for that one. I have not played that version. Um, now I do know, um, it was on sale. It's on sale right now, I think for like $25, but there was a price Oops. error or a flash sale a couple weeks ago and it was available for $9 and 50 cents and I didn't catch it. I guess Wario 64 tweeted it out and I completely missed it. I would have loved to have picked it up at that price. <laughs> Absolutely would have loved picking that up. Cause like I hear WarioWare gold is, is, uh. It's a, it's golden, you know. <laughs> I hear it's good. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's the one Wario game that I've never gotten. Um, yes, I did get the Wario game for. Uh, what was it? It was a DSi WarioWare game, I believe, but it didn't work for me because 
it was basically facial recognition or it followed your eyes or something like that, but it would not work with glasses on. And huh. I couldn't play it. So, yeah, that was the one Wario I, game I, I never I got, got to experience. One. Yeah, it was like a WarioWare themed one, wasn't it? I, I'm I'm trying to remember exactly. Man, that's been years since I've touched that. But yeah, I remember that one. Um, I'm wanting to say there was, was there a roller coaster in it? Maybe I'm crazy. There could have been. Uh, um, there, WarioWare has evolved with strange peripherals. Um, you know, the DS one, or the the Game Boy Advance one, uh, was just the micro games. The DS one used the touchscreen. And then there was another Game Boy Advance game, uh, Tilted, that actually used a gyroscope. So you'd actually turn the Game Boy from side to side um, yeah, and actually had a feature where you could flip it. So if you're playing a Game Boy Advance SP, you could, it would follow that control scheme, like reversed, mm-hmm. reverse axis or whatever. Um, but yeah, you could you twist it and do different micro games um, that way, and it gave new ways to play micro games. Um, and then there was another one, like you know the, the facial tracking that they did. Um, there was oh, what there is was it? one on the Wii. Actually, I, I played a good bit of. Yeah, that had a lot of the waggle motion. Uh, Smooth Moves, I believe that one was. Yeah, yeah, Uh, me and my wife played that when we were dating, actually, funny enough. I I guess thinking back to the title of that. Anyway, sorry. Are you good? Got a little (laughs) distracted. Oh, you played with your wife. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That that was kind of one of those, like, the Wii was um, the big thing when we started dating, and that was one of the games we played a lot of. I always think of that. Did you play that one? Um. Ryan, did you play the the Wii one? I did, yes. Yeah, I played it quite a bit. One, one thing I always liked about it, I don't think it was in any of the other games, but just one of those quirky things was uh, the instructions, like the little tutorials where it would just kind of break out and do like that slow kind of monotone voice thing, and it would show you different you know, ways to hold the remote, like the umbrella. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember some of the rest. But I always thought that was... It's just kind of one of those WarioWare things where it doesn't really need to make sense. Um, there was, uh, really? Ah, that was the other gimmick. Okay, there's one I was forgetting about. Um, I don't know what the weird one was called with the camera element for DSi. Um, it was like flipped or something like that um i don't know um but then one of the other gimmicks that they introduced um was being able to create your own mini games and they split the series into two separate Mm -hmm. games um i want to say it was available on wii as like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a download version of it. Maybe you could play the games on that. Yeah, there was a digital version that you could play yeah. the mini games that you, or the micro games that you make. And you got, but if you had the DIY DS game, um, yeah. you could actually create the mini games, like create your own micro games and actually create the music in it too. And then you could actually send it over to your Wii and play the games there on that game. And they had other games you could play as well. Um, but they kind of added that gimmick to where you could make your own uh, with DIY. It was interesting, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I like being able to make your own levels and things like that in games. Like, I love Mario Maker and all that sort of thing. I I got this. I, I don't... I remember struggling with it a little bit. It was a little... 
it was a little complicated for like a two second mini game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of wish they would evolve that idea a little bit and maybe bring it back again. Um, I would be all for that. Maybe make it a little bit more user friendly. Yeah, there is um, there is crossover with the uh, Rhythm Heaven series. I don't know if it's in the first game or not, um, but they're very similar in, in how they're they're run and everything. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> and as the games go on, they add more cast of characters. Like there's a, a sensei, um, like character and a ninja boy, or a you know, who's learning how to do his martial arts or whatever. Um, I believe they're separate from Cat uh, and Kit. Uh, then there's like a microphone guy, um, Mike. He's a robot made by Dr. Krygor, I believe. You know, Ashley has mentioned um, a lot of cool characters. Uh, there is a um, there's a doctor of some sort too. Like not just Krygor, but like there's like a female doctor. I don't know much about her. I don't remember much about her, unfortunately. But you know, it's there's really another vault character too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they also talk. You know, everybody knows if you played Smash Brothers. Uh, in the last generation, everybody knows Nine Volt's mom. <laughs> She's the one that pops up out of the TV with the, the demon horns and sends, you know, sends the uh, the fighters flying if they're standing uh, standing in the light. <laughs> you know, straight up from WarioWare. It's awesome. Uh, good times. I could just go on forever about all the crazy, crazy games. Ah, WarioWare Snapped was what it was called. It came out in 2008. Ah, weird. Um, yeah, Twisted was the, uh, Twisted was the motion control one. Yeah, that's actually, I guess outside of gold, I didn't play that one either. I forgot about that one. It was good. I, I definitely picked that one up. Like I said, I, I bought Snapped, but I was unable, unable to play it. I was pretty, pretty like, kind of downtrodden after that one. But I did enjoy a lot of smooth moves. Um, I think probably the best version of WarioWare um, is probably touched, in my opinion. Um, smooth moves is pretty close. And then Game & Wario isn't really considered a WarioWare game. Definitely not in name. Um, it is the black sheep, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's got that same spirit to it, and they try to take the, the series into a different direction. But then after that, of course, they had WarioWare Gold. So it wasn't completely kicking the whole thing to the curb. Um, I think with Game and Wario, it was decent, but I, there just wasn't enough. Um, like I said, we, we spent the most time on that on the, the Pictionary minigame for mm-hmm. multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, in that aspect, like, it's kind of Jackbox games became that evolution of those types of things, those party games that they were doing. Um, you can get kind of an evolution of that through Jackbox, I would say, and the different packs that they have there. Um, and I like that WarioWare took that direction. Um, you know, we, we haven't really talked about Wario. Uh, is it Wario Man? Is that what they call him? Like, what is his super version? Oh. I believe so. Um, it's in Smash Brothers as well. I, I 
Yeah, I think yeah, it's Wario it it Man. Yeah, yeah, he's got garlic all over, like, on his outfit, um, and he's got the W on there. It's a pink outfit with hot pink gloves um, and a purple, like, towel, I guess, and, and cape. And he's, like, you know, gas-powered and <laughs> crude, and <laughs> it's so random. Yeah, it, Wario in WarioWare is basically fart jokes and boogers and things like that. Um, I, I want to say they even have some bodily functions. I want to say there's, like, a statue of David or something that's, like, like peeing or, or Cupid or something that's peeing. You have to like pee on something. <laughs> like it's got even some body there, humor there. <laughs> I think there is. Uh, looking back at some of the genres, so to speak, the micro game ones for the different characters, you know, like Jimmy T is sports and dribble and spits of sci-fi and all this. I remember Dr. Is it Krygor? His is yep, reality. Krygor. And I think some of that stuff popped in. I remember one of the games specifically, I think and it involved a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, oh, there's that one where you're, like, brushing teeth, I want to say, or something like that. Um, yeah, there is. And, like, you're fighting off, like, evil cavities. and <laughs> It's so weird. Or, like, evil germs. Yeah, I think you have to, like, just move back and forth on the control pad really quick or something. But, yeah, there definitely was. It sounds so weird to explain the whole thing. I feel like this is definitely one of those series you have to try because it makes no sense, and I don't even know if it sounds great just trying to explain it. <laughs> no, um, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of the, at least the way I would maybe recommend, like, one of the cheaper ways, if you have, if you don't have, like, a, a way to get a hold of Touched or, or something, um, you can play the original on the Wii U if you have one of those for, like, 8 bucks. so that's not too bad. Yep, yep, it's on that the we use virtual console. You can download that. If you're a member of the Ambassador program on 3DS, uh, you did get a copy of that game. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to have an Ambassador mm -hmm. system to do that. Um, of course, you can pick up the GameCube game, and then you can find the Game Boy Advance game as well. I'm sure those aren't too expensive. The GameCube game might be a little bit more of a rare one. Um, I'm not 100% on that, but... Um, yeah. Uh, some of these games are just so quirky and fun. The personality is just so charming in its own ways. <laughs> yeah, if if nothing else, if you've never tried it and you, you have no other way, I would at least recommend like looking up a video or something of someone playing through part of it just to at least get a good idea of, of what this is about because it is... It is Really hard to compare to anything else. Mm -hmm. Like he said, maybe uh, if you played Rhythm Heaven, I guess the flow is similar. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> like, weird things where you, like, crash a test dummy, you know, or, like, you tilt a ball to, or tilt a, a level to get the ball to fall on the hole, like, randomly. And then the next moment, you could be picking a nose with a finger... Or sawing a log, and once you've sawed that log through, um, it'll show a brief display of, like, a bird popping out of the log where you just cut it. Or, like, th there's so many, like, random things that go on, like, 
Mm-hmm. Like you want to see all these different Easter eggs and things. You never know what's going to happen. And it's, it's always that surprise factor. And that thing that just makes you laugh. Cause you're like, what is going on? Like, I can't even keep up with all the random things that are happening in the background. <laughs> um, some of them. Yeah, I- and it, it, would, it would break up. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, it would break up a lot of them with, uh, at, the, at the end of it, there would be like a boss. Um, now, if you were in the mode, it, you could just go on forever until you have like four mistakes and then it would be over. Mm-hmm. But there always was a boss in a lot of these that it wasn't like three seconds. Usually it would be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when it was a boxing mini game, like you had to time the way the uh, the punching bag or whatever was, was coming back at you. Um, and one was like a little mini like RPG thing where you're going through this dungeon and you're like, Hey, this guy used this. What do you want to do back? And you'd have to select it real fast. So there was a little bit of that, that would change up the pace a little bit. And then the farther you'd go, the faster it would get and things like that. So it wasn't all, I guess, complete nonsense. Um, some of the uh, NES games that you saw, uh, you got balloon fight, duck hunt, donkey Kong, F zero, um, family basic, um, which I think is just a computer programming game. I'm guessing it was Japan only. I don't know for sure. You know, Super Mario Brothers, Dr. Mario, um, Ultra Hand, like you said. Um, Hogan's Alley, you, you mentioned that as well. Of course, Zelda um, pops up in there. Um, Ice Climber, yeah, there was an Ice Climber game. I want to say you just jumped to catch the... Uh, the pterodactyl at the top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, urban champion was in there. Wild gunman. Yeah. Um, I remember the one too. I think the Zelda one was like walk in the, the dungeon or whatever, or the cave or whatever it was. Yeah, you, you would just, just be out in the middle just, of the field. Yep. You're just like, you know, you get the sword here, here, take like, this, you know, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this like yeah. that, that kind of idea. You just walk in and oh. you get a little congratulations you did that thing before it just whisks you away to the next micro game um some of the themes i actually just remembered what the the game boy one was yeah um sorry I, that, is that the one where you had to insert in the uh cartridge yeah um, yeah i'm wanting to say I, I could be wrong on this i'm wanting to say if if it turned around you could see the game i might be mixing that up with another WarioWare one that's similar but I'm wanting to say there was different games that could pop up and a little Game Boy would turn on, but that might be a different WarioWare game I'm thinking of. I know you're actually playing yeah, on the Game Boy was... screen in 9 volts. Yeah. Um, some of the uh, the themes of the micro games, um, there is the sports one, which is Jimmy. Um, interesting, like, Jimmy is uh, disco you know that 70s feel like all about music and on the on the dance floor and stuff like that but his games are all sports themed and he has a couple of remixes too um where he has different colors of hair and you play through those versions um and it was on his cell his flip phone cell phone you played that on i believe um and then you had sci-fi um the aliens and things like that robots what have you um with dribble and spits they were all about that sci-fi feel um Strange games was Mona. Um, like you use a water, a, a fireman's hose to put out a fire on a house, like random things like that. You know, um, pinching a chicken. I want to say there was like something weird like that <laughs> you had to do. 
that was the one with the nose, like the, go- the gold digger was what it was called. Where you had to try to get the, the finger in the nose and like dry eye. You had to put the drops in the dry eyes. And like, it's like, what? Why am I doing this? Like, what is this even? <laughs> and then um, and then they bring on, you know, nine volt with this Nintendo classics. You can play through those. Um, I was really before virtual console. I mean, you had Animal Crossing to play some of those games, but still. Um, and then eventually e-reader came along. Um, I think probably I got into this, um, probably got into e-reader or micro games because of the, of each other, I think, which is that desire to play those classics in some form. Um, Orbiline was all about the IQ yeah. stuff, all, like doing quick math. Um, very much, um, what, um, brain age stuff became today. Um... And then reality was Dr. Krygor, like you said. Um, there's a cat sleeping. You have to do something to make sure that the cat doesn't wake up. Very strange. Eat a banana. Um, yeah. <laughs> dodge traffic because you're on the wrong side of the highway. Yeah. It's like a frogger sort of thing. Um, the bosses were really cool, though. Um, they were definitely mini games. Um, after doing all these micro games, it throws you into this mini game. Um, I want to say one of them had like this old school RPG, like text based adventure type RPG. Um, yeah, there was. That was really cool. I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, I wish I could tell you which one that was. <laughs> they do kind of all blur together, like we were saying earlier. Even with the newer iterations, a lot of times the graphics don't necessarily do a whole lot. Okay, so yes, it was Dungeon Dilemma was what it was called. It was one of Mo- Mona's games. Huh. Um, and like you go through this text-based adventure and you come up across these enemies. You could put, you could use good, good magic or Gouda magic. You know, got to select the correct one. And this is boss fight that you fight. And there's an option to kick, to kite, to kick. You know, spelling games, you try to pick the right spelling of something and tell what you wanted to do was to kick the enemy or whatever, like weird, weird game. It was basically a Dungeons and Dragons type boss game. Yeah. Strange, stranger and stranger. Um, nature was a uh, cat and Anna. They're all about, you know, playing out in in the woods and and uh, fields and things like that. So all, any kind of bugs or pets um there's even a worm mini game monkeys like things like that just anything to do with like outside outdoorsy in nature was their their theme um and then um there's kind of anything goes which mixes all the games all together you never know what's gonna throw be thrown at you um and then there's the the really hard ones at the end where you go up against um wario basically and as uh, as Wario Man and and uh, finish that all out. Uh, I believe they called it the boss is called Wario's Adventure. You were like playing a mini game of running a gauntlet where you're like skating on a skateboard one minute and then you're like trying to avoid a bo- a box that's trying to crush you and to get to the treasure and like you just kind of run through this whole gauntlet by hitting A at certain times and do different things. Um, 
and they get progressively harder the more you go through these mini games and faster and and that's kind of the challenge to them <sighs> good memories i need to go back and play this game again <laughs> uh for sure I think this would be one of those. I, I don't understand why they don't just take something like this and make it sort of like a, I don't know, like a value title on the eShop, you know, slapped on there for 20 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, such a good game. I can't, I can't tell you. It's, it's similar to like, you're trying to sit there and explain why Animal Crossing is fun to somebody. It's like, I don't get it. And yeah. It's, it's kind of like that WarioWare. It's like, I don't get the appeal of this, but you just, it's addictive gameplay. Like you want to get better, you want to get faster and it, it builds your gaming reflexes. Like that's what I basically did with my sister was like, you want to get good at games, like play WarioWare. That'll, that'll get your, your reaction speed up, up, to, up to speed. And then you can go and play other video games because you're able to react to whatever things are thrown at you, you know, at, at a moment's notice. That's kind of the, the allure of playing the Wario games. Right. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. <laughs> it was fun talking about Mega Micro. I think so. I think so for this one. I didn't realize how difficult it really is to to sort of explain it until you get there. You can just kind of jump all over the place with it. <laughs> yeah, the the charm is just abounding in this whole game and. I loved how it introduced Pioro. I'm a big fan of Pioro now with the birds and beans mini game. I always thought it was something else. Like it had existed before. I feel like I saw Pioro on like a, an ad, like a magazine ad in Nintendo power or something like that. So like I instantly knew what the character was, but I didn't know why. Um, I don't know. I'd look that up and uh, see if Pioro did appear in some ads or something. Um, like I said, a bird, a bird character that's tongue works kind of like Yoshi. Um, do you have any final closing remarks? Uh, that is pretty much all I have to say on it. Like I said, it's, it's kind of one of those things that, um, I feel like we've, we've explained it, but there's not a whole lot else to say on it. it it's, it's simple, but it's, it's, it's really addicting once you get into it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Honestly, if if you don't know much about it, then just go check it out the best you can, uh, be it YouTube or, or somewhere else. Um, yeah, I hope to see it come back. That's about all I got on it there. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with this, uh, with the Switch and the different things the Joy-Con can do. Um, I'd like to see uh, how they use the IR camera um, in conjunction with the, you know, the motion controls and just the touch screen and they could do all kinds of different things with this with the switch and the way that it's set up. And I can't wait to see how well they harness that and see what the future of this series brings. That's not to say that I won't, I don't want to see a, a WarioWare land here soon. It's been too long, but uh, I'm definitely up for a WarioWare game. Come again. All right, I'll go ahead and lead us out. You can uh, find the show at uh, thenintendovillage.com slash nostalgia on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at NintendoNOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS, on our Instagram at NintendoNOSIN. Shoot us an email at nostalgiain at gmail.com. 
You can also give us a call on our hotline, share your memories, and show us some love at 317-969-5690. That brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week for another Game Boy Advanced episode. Later. Bye.